Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're now in Masechet Pesachim Daf Memachet Amud Bet. So we are our final podcast of this, the third parak. Right now we're going to look at Mishnah Hey, which we've already referenced in an earlier discussion towards the beginning of the parak. Siur Yisaref Vahochlo Patur. Siur, which means uh, something which is in the process, dough which is in the process of leavening, has to be destroyed, but if you eat it, you're patur. Siduk yisarif achlo chayav karet. So siduk is obviously some further stage. Not only has to be destroyed, but you are chayav karet for eating it. Ezu siur. So we'll all agree to that. Question is, what is siur? What is siduk? Kekarnecha gavim, like little uh, bumps, kind of like the horns on a locust. Siduk shenit avu Sidakin zebazed, that the little holes in the dough start mixing together. Diver abiyuda, that's Rabbi Yehuda. Chamim omrim, we'll see that Tzurei. Or zevazehochlo chayav karet. Both of those are already siduk. Evezu siur, what siur, which you're patur from, for eating. Kol shechsifu panav kedam shamdu sarotav. If it got kind of blanched, as uh, like somebody who got very scared suddenly. Like the face of somebody like that. All right, Tanar Banan. Ezu siur. So now we're going to find out the identity of Chachamim here. There we go. which is of course reviewed in our Mishnah. You're to eat either one of these. In our Mishnah, we said that you the first stage, you're patur from eating. So, a mother of mayors of What it means is, either one of those two stages of Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda would say you're already chayav karet, because Rabbi Yehuda says all of that is siduk. Amrava, my time of Why does Rabbi Yehuda hold the more stringent position? The answer is, If you see a crack in the dough above, you know that below there must be more cracks, and therefore chametz is already happening. All right, and that's the piece. Now, the next Mishnah, What happens when the 14th falls on Shabbat? It happens every few years for us. We have to get rid of all of Chametz before Shabbat. You get rid of it in the regular time on Shabbat day. Chulin, you can get rid of on Shabbat. Now, my father, Rabbi Tzadok, spent Shabbat in Yavne. It happened that, that the calendar went that way. His, Rabbi Gamliel's uh, houseboy, perhaps, it's time to destroy the Chametz. And he followed father and destroyed the Chametz. And the assumption here, of course, is that this happened... Uh, on Shabbat, because I spent Shabbat there, and uh, <coughs> and <coughs> thus proving that you destroy the chametz on Shabbat itself and not before Shabbat. Okay, next Mishnah. You're on your way to do a mitzvah to shecht your korban pesach to do brit milah on your son. Or you are uh, betrothed, and you're going to have the betrothal meal in your father-in-law to be his house. Uh, and on the way, remember, you have chametz in your house. If you can go back home, get rid of the chametz, and then go back into the mitzvah in time, the milah on the right day, the Pesach in time, then go do that. If not, then just where you are, you say, I don't own it anymore, and keep going. Now, on the other hand, if you're on your way to save people or property from marauders, 
Uminanahar from a river that's uh, sweeping things down, Umina from thieves, Uminatblika or from a fire, Uminaporet or a cave in, Ivatabulibo, you don't even think about going back, you just Uminatabulave, in your heart you say, or out loud you say, I don't own it anymore, and continue. <coughs> On the other hand, if you're going somewhere, for something which is voluntary, which is not in the realm of mitzvah, then yachzor miyad, you go back, you don't make any calculations, go back and get rid of your chametz uh, with your hands. We have a parallel sort of halacha, if you left your shalayim and you realize that in your pouch you have some basar kodesh, you took it out of shalayim, if you went past har sofim, you don't have to go back, you destroy it where it is, if not, you go back and you burn it using the public um, wood from the Ma'aracha. So at what point do you have to go out? Meaning how much meat do you have to have? Uh, both chametz, you have to go back, and basar kodesh, if they are b'kabetza. Either one of its kazayit. Chachamim basar kodesh b'kazayit v'chametz kabetza. Chachamim split the difference and say when it comes to kodeshim, even if it's only kazayit, you have to go back if you didn't go past hard sofim. Chametz, you have to go back if it's one of those good situations where you either could go back or whether it's shvitat or shut and must go back uh, if it is kabetza, which is about two or three times a kazayit. Okay, Urminu, watch this challenge. Our Mishnah included eating Siudat Erusin in your father-in-law's house as a Rashut. Yachzor Miyad. Our Mishnah said that it's a mitzvah, and you have to calculate whether or not you have enough time to go back and var chametz and come and participate or not, and if not, you invite to believe. And here it says you have to go back in any case. That depends on Rehuda versus Rabiosi and uh, attitudes towards Sudat Erusin. Titania, Sudat Erusin, Rashut, Rabiuda, Rabiosi, Rabitzvah. There we go. Pashtra, Rabichista, Machlokim, Sudashniam. He said that's talking about a second meal there. But Sudari Shonah, the very first meal there, Divira Kol Mitzvah, Safilatei Mahavahar Bihuda. You could say the whole thing is for Bihuda. But Lokasha, Hamas Sudari Shonah, where you'd say you have to calculate, and if you can't get back in time, go to the meal and Nevata Belev. Hamas Sudashniah, if it's a second meal there, then you immediately go back because it's not a Mitzvah. Tan Rabbi Yehuda, Anilo Shamati Elo Sudat Erusin, Avalo Sivlonot. Rabbi Yehuda adds in another thing, which is Sivlonot, which is gifts that a court, a courting man sends to his, uh, affianced family. That doesn't count. I'm Rabbi Yehuda, Anilo Shamati Sudat Erusin Visivlonot. Rabbi Yehuda again expands it and says, I heard that things like that, which would be kind of like Sudashnia, um, also should be included in mitzvah, and therefore, unless you can go back to and and come participate properly, just be invited to believe. Now, we have an interesting tangent about such meals. Tanya Bishiman Omer. There's a meal that's not Shemitzvah. should not participate in it. What's an example? If a bat coin marries down to Yisrael. The daughter of a scholar marries an Amaretz. That's not a Sudat Mitzvah. Even the, uh, the wedding shouldn't participate. Doesn't end up well. Mahi, what's that? Ramchista, O Almana, O Gusha, O Zera Inla. She'll end up being widowed or divorced or not have kids. Manita Tana Kova O Kovrato. Right? Either he buries her or she buries him. Or in some way they end up poor. 
is that true? If you want to become wealthy, you should become connected to Aaron's children. So certainly the Torah and the Kuna together uh, enrich them. So you see, it's a good thing to marry Bat Kohen, and we should rejoice. So Lokash, Hamit Tamen Chacham Alaris. It depends. Is the Yisraelis a Tamen Chacham? It's great. Tamen Chacham and Bat Kohen. It's wonderful. Kuna and Torah together. But if he's an Amaris, then it's not a good thing. She's marrying down. Bishua Nasiv Kahanta. Bishua, who was of course a Levi, married a Bat Kohen. Chalash, he got sick. He said, Aaron must be unhappy for having his descendants married into my family. To have a son-in-law like me. Rabbi on the other hand, married a bat Cohen, and he had two sons who got smichah. Sheish b'reid Ravidi, Rabbi Yeshua b'reid Ravidi, great chachamim. Rapapi, lo nasivna kahanta lo yatran. Rapapa says, had I not married a bat coin, I wouldn't have become rich. I'm Ravkana, ilo nasivna kahanta. If I had not married a bat coin, lo geloi, I would not have gone into exile. So he saw it the opposite way. Amrulai, vahan lamakam Torah galita. You went to a makam Torah. So lo goli kedu goli in shay. I didn't go like regular people. Evidently he was persecuted and had to run. Somebody benefits from a sudat reshut, meaning a meal which is not shal mitzvah, then he ends up in galut shenemar. In Amos's uh, nevuah against the wealthy uh, aristocrats of Shomron, says they're eating these uh, big fancy meals, and then the next thing is that they're going to go and be the head of the exiles. Who eats in a lot of places? Sof destroys his house. when he dies and his wife becomes a widow. goes alive. His children become orphans. When he forgets his Talmud, and a lot of machlokot come as a result. His words are no longer heard. It's a chilul Hashem. His, his Rebbe and his father's name are 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 degraded. And he ends up leaving a bad name for his family forever. Maihi, what are we talking about? Bar Machim Tanure. They call him the guy who heats up the ovens. He goes everywhere and eats a lot. Ravamar Bar Markid Bekuve. He said, "There's another name that they give to a guy like that, which is." <coughs> He's like the guy who dances around like a clown. In other words, they, they they talk about him in this negative way. All right, he says the guy who licks bowls. It's a guy who folds up his uh, clothes and sleeps on them because he's sleeping wherever he can find a place because he's just eating so much. A person should sell everything they have in order to marry If he dies or has to go into exile, has to go find, make a living, he knows that his kids will be raised to be because his wife's a batam and chacham. So no matter what, do not marry batam aretz. No matter what, if something happens to him, his children will be yam because that's all she knows. This adds on, he should make sure his daughter marries a batam and It's like grafting grapes together, a very famous saying and a song. It always something beautiful. Two beautiful families coming together. They should not marry a daughter from Amaretz. It's like mixing a vine with a bush. 
Davra Ka'ur, right, Veino Mitkabel, something that's disgusting and it's not, doesn't work. That's the next step. What if he doesn't find about Tamil Chacham? People who are leaders in the community. If there's nobody like that, people who are like sort of the presidents of the shuls. Somebody who's a cheder teacher, their daughter. Whatever you do, do not marry the daughter of an Amaritz. They are disgusting. Shotein Sheretz, their wives are. Motein Huomer, Arushochevim Kol Behemat. Alright, so there's very terrible statements about, uh, terrifying statements about uh, Amaritz and about their behavior and their sexual ethics. Tanya, Rabbi Meomer, Amaritz Asrula Chobasar, and Amaritz not allowed to eat meat. Why? Shenemar Zot Torata Behemat Vahof. At the end of the rules of Macholot Asurot and Shmini, it says this is the Torah of the Beimanov, meaning only somebody who studies Torah is allowed to eat this. Much, much has been written on this outside of the scope of what we do here. You're allowed to stab on Amaretz on Yom Kippur that falls on Shabbos. So why don't you just say you can shecht him? If you want to say this uh, hyperbolic statement, at least has a bracha. Here, there's no bracha, meaning this, there's no bracha here at all in this guy. You're not allowed to to uh, go uh, escort with a with an amaritz on the way. The Torah is your life. This guy doesn't care about his own life. He doesn't study any Torah. Certainly, he's not going to be concerned about your life. So it's dangerous. You can rip him open like a fish. From the back. Famous statement. Rabbi Kiva says, I remember when I was an Amaretz, I used to say, When will I find a Tamil Chacham in the right circumstances? I'll bite him like a donkey would. Uh, why didn't you say bite him like a dog because when a donkey bites he also breaks a bone evidently he has a very strong jaw point is that the Rabbi Kiva here is justifying the rabbi's attitude towards Amaret saying it's really reciprocated the Amaret's feel that way about the Tomin Chachamim if you marry your daughter after an arts, it's like like tying her up and putting her in front of a lion. Just like an, a lion rips apart and eats and has no shame. beats her and has sex with her. and has no shame. So clearly, we're talking about a very low class of people. If we didn't need to have them around in order to do business, if they didn't need us, sorry, uh, for business, then they would kill us. If you study Torah in front of an Aretz, it's like having relations with your own betrothed in front of him. Torah is a Morasha, Torah is betrothed to us, not to them. More than the non-Jews hate us. And the women even more. So there's a clearly a very strong class uh, um, antipathy here in both directions. Somebody who did learn and then leaves hates even more. Somebody who was part of the group and left. 
Six things they say about our merits. We can't have them testify or be witnesses. We don't, uh, we don't accept testimony from them. We don't tell them any of the secrets. We don't appoint them as executors in charge of, uh, of heirs because we're afraid that they're going to steal. Um, and most certainly to do Perdechagav means that we don't invite them to hear testimony and the Mekabalin is to actually accept testimony from them. And Maninotan Apitropus al Kupashal Staka, we don't put them in charge of the Tzaka. We don't escort with them, go along with alone with them on the way, as we said before. The Yeshumim Af in Machrizin Alavirato. We don't even announce if he lost something. Um Tanakama did not include the, the thing about the Avedah because this guy may end up having kids or grandchildren who uh, who are good and then they're going to get this Avedah back and they'll enjoy it. He'll prepare it and then the Tzaddik will wear it. So his children may be okay. Alright, at the end of the Mishnah we mentioned a parallel between going back to destroy your Chameitz and leaving your Shalayim and finding that you had Basar Kodesh with you. So, Rameir said, Zevazeb kabeitza, and Rameir said, Zevazeb kabeitza. The name of Rameir said, Kabeitza, and Rameir said, Kabeitza, and Rameir So it sounds like Rameir says, only up until a kabeitza. After, if it's something that's a kabeitza, then it's important. And Rameir says, even a kazai it is. Rameir, watch the challenge. Ad kamahin mezamnin. How much do you have to eat to be part of a zimun? Ad kazai that's Rameir. Rameir, Rameir, ad kabeitza, they have a foot position. Rabbi Yochanan Yochan says, fine, that it's Mukhlafet, meaning that Rabbi, Rabbi Meir really said Ad Kabeitza about benching, and Rabbi Yudha said Ad Kazayit. Abay Amar, as he often does, they all know let's keep our tradition. They disagree about the uh, interpretation of Pasuk when it comes to Birkat Amazon, and they disagree about the reasonable or reasoning issue when it comes to our case of Chameitz and Basar Kodesh. Eating is achila, v'savata is and achila b'kazayit. Therefore, when you eat a kazayit, you have to bench. It means savata defines eating. Eating includes both eating and drinking. And what's that? That's if you ate a kibetza, enough to satisfy you. So that is as far as Birkat HaMazon goes. Hacha b'svara pligi. When it comes to Basar Kodesh, they disagree b'svara. Meir Sarah chazarato ketumato. Think about this. If you have a Basar Kodesh, which is a, um, which is a kazayit, it doesn't become tamay, because food can't become tamay till it's kibetza, tumatochlin. So therefore, ma tumato b'kibetza, chazarato b'kibetza. Therefore, you only have to return with it. If it has the size, that could become tamay. Uh, your obligation to bring it back into Shalim and destroy it is sort of anchored in the issue of Kodashim Shinif Salu. After all, there's an Isur that already rests on a Kazayit of Basar Kodesh in an appropriate place. Or He said that in both cases of Chameitz and of Basar Kodesh, um, it is Shtebetzim, and Chacham did not accept that at all. Okay, now we have some Agadah to finish the parak. So we have this Pasuk in the end of Zechariah, in the last chapter of Zechariah, the famous Nevoah, which is Laftarah, the first day of Sukkot. There will be light, there won't be light. Yikarot v'kipa'on. Ma Yikarot v'kipa'on, what does that mean? 
So something of frozenness. or This is the light, which is very, very dear in this world. The is frozen away for the world to come. So that's the the or of the vibration, the light of creation. Now, this is referring to the difficult areas of halacha, of tsarat, and of tumat meit. They're very difficult and challenging. They're frozen and very easy in olam abad. This is referring to people. They are very dear and hard to find in this world. They're frozen and waiting for a world to come. These are tzaddikim. This guy became very sick, and he had one of these um, life-after-death experiences. He died. He came back. What do you see? The people who are considered to be great people in this world were lowly there, and the people who were lowly here are up there. You saw the real world. Here is upside down. And how are we doing up there? He said, just like we are here, that's how we are there. And I heard them say, in that world, happy is somebody who comes here with his learning intact. And I heard them say, those who were killed by the Romans during the persecutions, nobody can be in their place. They're in the holiest place. Man, he knew that. Remember, Rekiva Chaverav. If it's you're talking about Rekiva and the other martyrs, Mishum Harugim Malchu the Tulo, just because they were killed, they were great scholars. Ella Haruge Lod. It's a massacre that took place in Lod. They weren't great scholars, but they died al Kiddush Hashem. Bayomahu Hiyam Tzilot Asus Kodesh Tadunai. So he said on the on the paths of the horse there will be Kodesh Lashem. My Mitzilot Asus. What's this Mitzilot Asus? Hashem is going to add to Shalim Matzil to point where, where you need a horse to go from one end to the other. It'd be so big you can't walk it. All of the jewels that you hang to on a horse to in his eyes are going to be Kodesh Lashem. He says what it means is that all of the loot that Am Yisrael is going to get before the horses of the enemy can come and save it, they'll be Kodesh Lashem. So, that last statement, that all the pots in the Mikdash are going to be like Mizrakim, um, which is the cups that you get to Zuket Adam. But the other two interpretations, what does that pasuk mean? The answer is the Navi saying something else. Israel is going to become rich and voluntarily and bring these things. I understand if you say it's loot, there will be no Kanani there anymore. Because we'll have their loot. If you say it's the other thing, so my veloya kanani, ain kanani. Not kanani, but there is no oni. There's no poverty. How do we know that a kanani is uh, is a name for a salesman, for a, somebody who sells things? When Yehuda left his family, he married a bat ish kanani. My Kanani, what does that mean? Either a Kanani, why do you think he was really a Kanani? If Shabavram, Vizir, Yitzchak, Vizir, Vizir, Yaakov, Da, Zil, Nasiv, you think that the family tradition not to marry Kanani girls in Yudah just went and ignored it? Mishim and Lakish, Bat Gavar Tagra. Right, that she was the daughter of a salesman. 
Dichtiv merchant, dichtiv, kanani biyado mosnei mirmea. Kanani has a, uh, un, un, dishonest scales. Vaitem mihacha, she socharea sarim kin aneha nichbade aret. So socharim in kin aneha. Vayadma nachakos, vayadma nachakos, the most famous pasuk in probably all of Zachary, but certainly in that nevuah, um, that Hashem will be king, and on that day his name will be one. Atu haina la vecharu, a God is not one now. This world is not like that world. In this world, we have a bracha for good news and a different bracha for bad news. In the world to come, it's all going to be atov meaning we're going to see all of it as being one. What's that? Is in his name one now? Again, the difference between this world and that world. We write it with a yod in a hand of Av and a hey, but we read it Adonai. It's all one. We're going to say it that way. So, the Midrash Hapirka, whoever wanted to publicize this, an old man said, meaning in the Pasuk, like it's a name to hide. So, don't publicize this. So, which is it? Is it to be remembered forever or be hidden? The answer is, I'm not, my name is not read the way it's written. You write it with a yod and a hey, but it's read by Aleph Dalit. Okay, with that we come to an end of our study of the third parak, Elu Ovrin, Hadranach Elu Ovrin. We are going to begin our fourth parak, Makom Shanagu, in the next podcast, and we'll see that Makom Shanagu, a fascinating parak that's going to take us all over different areas of Shas, uh, chiefly in areas related to Moed, uh, and uh, really focusing on the issue of Minhag and Minhag HaMakom. Uh, but in the meantime, I uh, wish everybody a wonderful day, and see you in the next parak.